shakes. Like, yep, they can hear that, right? Yeah, they can hear the head shake. They hear the rap, the, the marbles rattle. Touch <laughs> a paint can. The empty can rattles the most. The sound of your own voice must soothe you. That's a nice story. Tell Hearing it to Reader's Digest. <laughs> Hey, make my ball bearings melt in the heat. <laughs> I like Metal Gear Solid so much that I delayed the recording by like 15 minutes just so I could play Metal Gear Solid. On my account, thank you. You're welcome. Did you beat the mission? I did. I actually did surprisingly did well. You, did you get the guys with the, like, pew pew with the guns? A couple. And then they Mostly were Mostly like, tanks. It, did you get mission complete or mission accomplished? This isn't Star Fox. I found okay. the secret route. All right, all right, all right. You're playing MGS5. The Phantom yeah. Pain. The Phantom Pain is waiting for the fucking loading screens and the fucking unskippable, unskippable bullshit that's unskippable. Do you remember the original teaser for that? With the giant flaming whale. The giant the, flaying whale, yeah. The unicorn. Because I, I remember watching that going, uh, that looks like a Metal Gear game, but I'm not quite entirely sure at this point. I remember watching it with you and I'm like, no, that's too stupid to be a Metal Gear yeah, thing. Yeah, that's too, well. And then bam, Metal Gear 5. I'm like, god damn <laughs> But he's got like a horn thing going on. This is weird. Well, Big Boss doesn't have a horn. The other part that kind of gave it away was, uh, oh, who's the uh, ex Konami member? David Hayter? No. Hideo Kojima. Hideo showed up in bandaging at one of the E3s Uh-oh. and was trying to play it off like it was some kind. He wasn't. That's not who he was. Okay. He was, uh, oh, he was method acting. Yeah. I'm not Hideo Kojima. If only they could have fired David Hayter and given him uh, Keith or Sutherland's voice. I think that was a terrible decision on my on, my, on their part. That I wonder why they did that. What David Hayter's David Hayter's amazing. I have absolutely no clue why he they is did that. Solid Snake yeah. to me. He is Solid Snake. He is Big Boss to me as well. I mean, you could make the excuse if they had kept David Hayter on and made him play Big Boss at the end. Then you could have gone through the whole game thinking you were Big Boss, right? As Kiefer Sutherland, but no, they have. It's just a big jumbled mess. I think I know why they didn't use Hater, and you're going to find out later in the story. But I think I know why. You're going to find out. I beat the game like two years ago. Oh well, then spoiler alert: you find out that you're not actually Big Boss. Big yeah. Boss. <clears throat> Which is why I think David Hayter should have been used as Big Boss and not Venom Snake. Right. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. But and Quiet has boobs. But then Shalashoska <laughs> shows up and he's like, liquid, and then Ray, and then rockets. Lots of rockets. Yeah, but don't forget, <laughs> that Batman is a master of changing his fucking accent. In Metal Gear Solid 3, which took place in 1964, he had an American accent for as a Russian and now he has a cowboy accent as still a Russian playing off American. And then in the future, he's just old gravelly man. So really, he should have been a character in Cowboy Bebop. I would have watched the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm trying to do like a, okay, Goldeneye, uh, Mini Drivers is in, um, what's his name's? The Russian mobster. She's singing. She's like, "Oh yeah, stand by your man." <laughs> Arena, take a hike. You I know, love it. Speaking of Metal Gear, uh, this week I've watched two different videos of people talking about the upsurge of GameCube game prices, and of course, I forgot Twin Snakes was on GameCube. Twin Snakes on GameCube is one of those that's going for quite a bit right now. 
Damn, that's one of them that I've wanted to play, too. I've never actually played the first Metal Gear Solid. Well, I would loan it to you if you don't turn it into a coaster. <laughs> I, no, I, no guarantees. I, no, I, I can promise you it won't be a coaster. I can't promise it won't be a clay pigeon. <laughs> Neither of those Whoa. things can happen with my copy of Metal Gear. <laughs> Twin Snakes. GameCube games are apparently becoming a hot commodity all of a sudden. And, and Dude, you have like a day of release version of Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. You mean you have it, because I've not had it in hand for a I decade. I still consider it your game, despite the scratches. Thank God. I did scratch my initials on the back, so it'll only play if I'm playing it. <laughs> well, oh, that, that's how that works. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you had me there for a second. I was like, but he, what? <laughs> you know the meme with the lady? She's got all the mathematical formulas floating uh-huh. in front of her. That was me. I was trying to think, wait a minute. But yeah, I mean, I've watched two different YouTube channels this week and they are both talking about the uptick of gamecube games gamecube games have kind of always been I, I can't say that they've been a little bit pricier f- for no more than what they are but here lately i guess the price has just skyrocketed one of the games that they mention of course the skies of arcadia legends mm-hmm. that game's always been high for the resale value it's always been close to 100 bucks on gamecube it's even been that because it was originally a dreamcast release it's always been close to that for many years now. Hmm. Uh, but Twin Snakes was one of the ones that they're saying goes for quite a bit now. Uh, some of the Resident Evil games are starting to get... I'm listening. I have most of them for GameCube. Yeah, they're starting to get a little higher up in price now, too. Long so. bike ride? I'm out. Hot dog eating contest? <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> so... Yeah, if, I, if you can find out which ones are more pricey, because I have... I don't have zero. I have Remake... Uh, I have Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. Those were kind of a bitch to get. Resident Evil 2 was only 35 bucks, but Resident Evil 3 was a full 60 and I still paid it. Yeah. Um, I have 4. I have the original version of 4. That one's probably a bit expensive. They make a couple apps. Uh, I use one of them for cataloging my video games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not in a pawn shop or a uh, used game store someplace and go, do I still, which version of that game do uh-huh. I own? And it's called GameEye, G-A-M-E-Y-E. Oh, I see. And they kind of give you real-world pricing on games and stuff like that. They'll give you, like, a total for your collection and stuff like that. Hmm. There's better software, but it's pay. you have to pay for it. It's not like a free thing. I wish um, I'd have known about that before I sold my entire NES collection. Why did you do that? Because it was years ago, and I wanted free credit at fucking Joe's Record Store, which shut down literally the next month. Well, I can understand that. But still, like, GameCube is one of those things that, and in the videos they point out, they made millions of those. Mm -hmm. They made millions of those games. Um, So a lot of people are sitting on them and have no idea. Let's just, uh, F-Zero GX was one, and... Really? Yeah, that was one. Falcon Punch! Eternal Darkness has always been one of those. It's been in... In a funky place. They mention it, too. That's why I don't have it, because I keep trying to get it, but it's always too fucking expensive when I go for it. We've covered that before. Have you ever yeah. played it? Very briefly. You can borrow my copy if you'd like. <laughs> Long tail turn to a coaster or carve your initials in the back of it. The yeah, good thing about good. GameCube games is they're too small for uh, coasters. That's true, too. Uh, Not if you drink from tiny cups. <laughs> very true. <laughs> I drank from a saucer this time just so I could use my GameCube discs. <laughs> Even Luigi's Mansion, which was a launch title and everybody and their brother owned it, mm-hmm. I've seen it going 30 plus, which is kind of shocking too. Uh, but yeah, I oh. mean, 
Well, I dished out the cash last last Christmas, I think, and got my girlfriend Super Smash Bros. Melee. That yeah. game has always been expensive, despite being like the most sold game of all time for years and years. Well, the reason why is because a lot of kids had it mm-hmm. and didn't give two rips about it and then ended up in the bottom of their closet, you know. Uh, that's I think that's where mine is now, yeah. Or co- or a coaster. Or or their saucer. Most kids aren't classy enough to use it as a coaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> I only put my drinks down on quality games. <laughs> that aren't mine. That aren't that don't ex- <laughs> that don't belong to me. Uh hey, I do have Zelda Master Quest. I bet that's a bit expensive. It's not bad. It's <laughs> the sincerity in your eyes. Do you really think I would sell any of your games? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> that's not one of them. <laughs> I have. And then I bought them back. But it's kind of weird too that like when I think of old games like GameCube is still I guess I guess you know it's still what two generations ago or three generations ago now pushing three yeah yeah and it's kind of hard to think that that's how far back that right the cube is actually at I love the GameCube it's probably it was pretty amazing it was it, I think it was an underrated console Would you for play its most time. I agree Probably, I liked. I really liked Mario Sunshine. A lot of people give that game a lot of smack. I'm not a fan. I, I don't dislike it. I just don't like it. Um, I didn't give a shit about. Mario I actually at all. <laughs> didn't mind the Star Fox Adventure game for it. It wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. Okay, as long as we're clear on that point. But as far yeah. as as far that, as Zelda clones, it was pretty good. That was Basically. like they 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 had some game. They didn't know how to market it. So halfway through, some guy was like, "Hey, um." This is Star Fox now. Shigeru Miyamoto was the one. Ah. He, he, and, okay, this is my problem. It was developed by Nintendo, who has made an amazing Star Fox game, and Rare, who made Mm Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. And they tried to hybridize the two, but it's not as great as either. Right. close. Right. See, I think it was supposed to be another game. Some Dino Island or Uh, Dino... Dino Planet, yeah. Dino Planet. They probably should have just rolled with that. I mean, honestly. They really should have. Because throwing the Star Fox name on it, everyone expected something else. The R-Wing sections are just lazy. And they're very, very few and far between. What did you play most on the GameCube? The game I've played most out of all games, Resident Evil 4. I did play a lot of Resident Evil 4. I massacred fucking Resident Evil 4. I think the absolute most I played was Rogue Squadron 2. Really? Non-stop. That I, game is hard as hell. I would replay the fucking Battle of Endor over and over. <laughs> and I wanted to... I would play uh, third person, cockpit view, every ship I had. Didn't matter. Badass. Over... Mm. Uh, not badass. Lame. No, if someone can tolerate that game, that's yeah, badass. Yeah, no, I used to love that fucking game. A lot of GameCube games, though, like... A lot of people just didn't didn't consider the GameCube, like, as a full-on console like the PS2 right, right. or even the Xbox. I think the main reason, because I would take the GameCube over the Xbox personally, but I'd still prefer PS2 over GameCube. The thing is, the Xbox was brand new and it was shiny. It was a new competitor and Bill Gates was at the head of it. Who the fuck isn't interested in that? Nintendo's like, hey, we got this. We got a mini fridge. You want that? <clears throat> we got a block. It plays games good. Well, even for the at the time, the Xbox itself, though, people got looked at Rock it. Evolution, come on. <laughs> 
they looked at that thing and thought, where the fuck am I going to put this thing? Uh-huh. I mean, it was massive. Yeah. I mean, it but, was a lot bigger than even the PS2. Like, uh, Way bigger. And it was still always like, there was like, oh, they put that pull cord, you know, the breakaway cord on that mm-hmm. thing, so you didn't pull it, so some kid right. didn't pull it over on top of himself and kill himself. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always the joke. That's the reason they <laughs> had to give that thing a breakaway. And then the Duke, people were talking about, you know, don't take it out in public or they'll get you for assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> I never heard that. That's funny. Yeah. The Xbox was kind of one of those things that I loved it. I had it on launch, and I had the GameCube on launch, but a lot of times if I did have to buy a game for something, I kind of wanted to play it on the GameCube. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason is the GameCube at the time, I thought the graphics looked a little better. Uh, I was... Okay, I always thought Halo was a really good-looking game, and I've Mm -hmm. said before how I think Halo 3 is the first game that really took my breath away. I think that might be a bold-faced lie. Resident Evil Remake is the first game that blew me the fuck away in graphics. Right. Because even today, that game still looks perfect. They did really good. Well, I mean... If you took the aliasing away and and all the jagged edges, it would look amazing. And it does, as we've seen, seen on HD Remaster. So, have you seen... The mod community for the GameCube? Yes. So they make devices now that you can plug into your digital slot on the back of your GameCube. Carby makes one. Insurrection makes one. And they also make an HDMI mod kit so you can put a full-on HDMI mod in your GameCube. Damn. And now they have an SD mod for it as well. And you you could literally make your GameCube, you know, 1080p and play off a flash drive. Off of a thumb, off of a micro SD card, mm-hmm. and they make some of those games like Mario Sunshine. For whatever people think of that game, that game looks damn right beautiful on a 1080p display. Like I mean, that game really does shine, mm-hmm. and that just shows you how well Nintendo makes games. Like they don't make games like everybody else makes games. They make games that are kind of ahead of the curve. Well, they have two. They, they seem to have two philosophies when it comes to making games. It has to be timeless, and it has to be quality. We will push the game back. It will come out I was going to say quality game. is big for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that, I think, falls back to the Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be pristine. It has to be pretty. And that, that would fall under the quality. They're like, we're not going to make shit. Right. I mean, look what happened. Post- Except for, like, the one episode of Cell Games and Dragon Ball Z that you just can't fucking stand. That episode sucks. They <laughs> they must have been in a hurry to pump that one out, because the animation on that one was crap. So is Lord Slug, the movie. The animation on that movie is like... But the soundtrack. It's got that one Disturbed song that people know. <laughs> so, so did uh, Cooler's Revenge. That one had a better Disturbed song. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> I wonder how much Disturbed made on that. I want to look that up eventually. Me too. That level of commitment that Nintendo has always put on their games, like, even Nintendo 64 games look a lot better up-resed. Nintendo 64 is kind of like that, you know, well, even the PS1, a lot of that stuff is always not going to look the best. For the most part, yeah. Like, you could take Super Nintendo, you can take Sega Genesis games, uh, but as soon as it gets to that next generation, that 32-bit slash 64-bit generation, that's that's a tough sell. Here recently, they just released it. The PS1 finally got an HDMI mod. And they also have a kit 
I can't remember. I don't know if it's Terra Onion that's making it. I'll have to do a Google search for it while we're we're running okay. down this. The, the problem with that generation is that there are so few polygons to go around. Everything looks like fucking Virtua Fighter. Right. <clears throat> well, even and Virtua Fighter, though. Even Tetrasphere. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you can only smooth out so much when there's like 12 polygons for six characters. There was also a YouTube channel I watched here recently that was discussing... Resident Evil 2 for the Nintendo 64. Did you watch that? I did. I had actually seen the video before you posted it, and I watched it again because I liked it so much. I seen you posted it, but I never found time to watch it, But honestly. It's, it is fascinating the mm-hmm. way that they made that game run. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they had to cut some corners, but the end product is so worth it, and so you almost don't even notice. Right. Uh... That actually is the biggest cartridge the 64 has ever had to fit. And I think number two is Donkey Kong 64 or something like that. Really? Or maybe... Yeah. They're, they're those games that can't run without the RAM pack, RAM expansion. But Right. But the, it's a massive cartridge. I remember Turok. Turok 2 almost definitely had to have that because without it... Okay, Turok <laughs> 2 was already choppy. Oh my god. I... I've only ever played it without the RAM expansion, so... Okay, yeah. well, even with the expansion, it looked, you could clearly see a difference, mm-hmm. but it was still choppy. Uh, I I think, especially Turok 2, Turok 1 was kind of choppy. It Well, I mean, it had so much fog. Well, I mean, that was their shortcut. Mm-hmm. And it worked, you're in a jungle, fuck it, fog. Right, and they were like, well... We, we can't render the entire jungle. <laughs> the, the Nintendo isn't powerful enough. What do we do? Uh, it's foggy. And they were like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And it worked. <clears throat> Ancient but, city, I mean, foggy. Underground volcano, I wonder, foggy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is one human jungle he's in. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that was a shortcut, and it worked. But Turok 2 would just... It no didn't matter. Fog. It, all the city, all the time. No, it still had a draw distance. They added it did, fog to but it. it yeah. But it's bad. <laughs> it was choppy no matter what you did. Especially the beginning of level two, because you can ride that Triceratops with rocket launchers. Oh my god! That whole that whole section of level two, or, yeah, level two is just. I think the problem is if they had made that for third person, it would have been fine. But because the cannons are right next to your field of view. It right. takes up so much sprite data to fire. It, those. It's got to animate the smoke and the mm-hmm. the trail and everything. Yeah, I can see that. So, but you can ram shit. <laughs> they've released. Um, I'm trying to figure out who released it, but it's uh, it's called the X Station, and it is a ODE, which is an optical disc emulation for the PS One. Uh-huh. Uh, they make them for the Sega Saturn and the Dreamcast. In fact, Terra Onion makes one that's actually compatible with both the Saturn and the Dreamcast. You can it's one device. It's like two hundred bucks though for that damn thing. But it lets you put a hard drive in the Saturn or Dreamcast. Alright. Um But they're finally releasing this X station for PS1. And the thing is, is with a device like that that lets you run, you know, basically your you're running emulation at that point. Not necessarily emulation. The console still does all the work it does. You're just running ROMs off of a flashed media device or a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, he's speaking English, right? Yeah, I'm speaking English. <laughs> I, I can keep track of most of what he's saying. I'm just being silly. But being a <laughs> when you go to the point when you're modifying a console, you're ripping the optical disk drive out, which mm. everyone knows eventually it's going to fail anyway. Right. 
and you're able to put all of your library on one thumb drive or one optical... God, that's crazy. Or one, you know, memory card, hard drive, whatever you want to call it. Do you feel it takes away from playing an old console? Fuck no. Me either. I can I can see the purists out there who are like, well, if you're not playing it as it was originally made and intended, then you're not getting the full experience. I say, fuck you, I'd like to see the experience at more than two and a half frames a second. Right. That is a good point. <clears throat> that is a really good point. I remember Truck Evolution ran pretty well. There it was did, for th- a piece of shit. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I hate that game. I hate it. <laughs> well, at the time, I had absolutely nothing else to play. Fair enough. Shortly after, though, then I got Blood Rain Part 1. The yeah. first one. And I, I, re- played that. I really enjoyed Blood Rain. There but- was a, sorry, there was a cheat that you could use. with. That was back in the old school times where in character you had all your weapons oh they so, were all yeah i know the right so there about. was a cheat you could activate and it would show every gun that you carried on your back and i thought that was the silliest fucking cheat of i all want time. that in turok i want a third person turok where uh, you're that'd just be ridiculous. running around with a chrono scepter with your fusion cannon your i knife. think at that point you have like a leather belt with two wooden trusses strapped to wheels in a cart <laughs> so you're running around and jumping between these these uh giant expanses with this uh, fucking cart behind you. And I love it because Turok always has his knife out in the first one, so that's all he uses <laughs> is his fucking knife. And every time you switch weapons, he has to, hold on, he has to rummage through his cart. <laughs> Where's that damn Chrono Scepter? <laughs> and he's got to rummage through a separate cart to get his ammo for it. But I mean, I would say I forgot what I was talking about. Fuck it, whatever. Moving on. Uh, you said oh, he, Blood Rain, backtracking, backtracking. I don't know. Blood Rain's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I lost, I lost, I lost sight. Loading. Of the goal. Loading. <laughs> but modifying consoles and, and emulation and all that stuff aside, like being able to hook up an old console to a new TV is one of those things that a lot of people are missing out on. That's what we were talking about. That's where we started with it. We always get sidetracked. My favorite cheat in Blood Rain 2 fault. is Juggy Mode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> but, when you play your old consoles, what are you playing it on? My old console? No, I mean, what's your TV? Oh, uh, 37 inch? It's newer? <laughs> I don't but know. it's a flat screen that you're plugging it okay, into. Okay, yeah, I'm like, how deep do you want me to go with this? Um, yeah, I, I, it I uses, used to have... Okay. It uses electricity? <laughs> Going back to fucking Metal Gear Solid Five, when I first beat that game, I played through the entire thing on a big CRT TV. Nothing works right. You can't hit people because the reticle is always off. The whole game just looks wrong. It's very hard to play on a CRT TV. Not really, but it is. But it's not. But it is because it wasn't for it wasn't formatted no. for that kind of screen. Right. Fuck no. I think it, since Metal Gear Solid Three, they're like you need to upgrade or you need to upgrade. Right. So a lot of people now are really into zero lag. They want. As little latency and a little lag as possible. When you take your old console and you plug it into the yellow, white, red connectors on your new flat screen TV, there is lag. And it is unavoidable. Mm -hmm. But there are companies out there that have figured this out and made all sorts of devices to help with that. There's the RetroTink, which converts that signal. It's It's a analog to digital converter. And it does it right there for you. And you can plug it straight into your HDMI and use your composite cables. 
But for people that don't want just composite cables, a lot of our old consoles actually put out way better signal than we actually have ever known. A lot of them actually put out RGB signal, mm-hmm. which is actually way better than any of us grew up playing. Red, like green, blue? The red, green, blue. The Growing Genesis- up, yes, but near the end of the... Let me rephrase that. I was using that setup on my Wii. RGB, right. Yes. But... I had to buy a aftermarket cable. The Sega Master System actually puts out RGB signal. Really? No fucking way. Yep. The, the Master System, all the way up to the Sega Saturn, produces RGB signal. What about good consoles? Ouch. Well... <laughs> I'm giving you hell. The Super Nintendo... The Super Nintendo does. Does it? Yep. The Super Nintendo actually puts out an RGB signal. I bet that'd make Judge Dredd look really good. God damn it. The that Europe- was all a setup, baby. <laughs> what about Robocop versus Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> the European version of the Nintendo 64 does as well, and I think the GameCube. But here in the States, it does not. There's, there's a mod for the Nintendo 64 that'll actually let you do that, though. <clears throat> uh, my life in gaming, like, I've been watching them religiously, and... I'm very thankful for them. And also, uh, Bob at uh, RGB, he is he's on the top of the game. Like, he can tell you everything. Hmm. Um, I, I, I really am at the point now where I want the best signal I can get out of an old console and still play it adequately. So, the question is, is what, what's my options? Well, that's the thing. I normally use... I'll probably sound like a horrible person, but I prefer to use emulators for older games because the frame rate... I've never played Goldeneye at 60 frames a second until I got it on my laptop. I mean, it only lasted until I fired the gun, but that was a good few seconds. Goldeneye itself, I think, originally ran at 30 frames, didn't it? Probably. I'm assuming it did. I never got... I've never seen it it get that high. it (laughs) It wasn't the best frame rate either. Well, it was one of the games that showed as much of the level as it could. No, the yeah, no, I got huge. you. Well, man, everything on uh, GoldenEye was... Let me let me phrase that. Everything on the 64 was kind of laggy. Mm-hmm. Nah, Resident Evil 2 wasn't. I was going to say Tetrisphere wasn't. I remember Tetrisphere doing really well. Uh, fucking... What was it? Damn it. Space Invaders 64 didn't lag. True. True. So... I don't think it did anyway. I don't know. With the Retro Tink, you could hook up... Like I said, it'll. I think a lot of them will take S video as well, and a lot of them support S video. Even the Super Nintendo supports S video, mm-hmm. Genesis, and all those other ones. But a lot of them take RG. Will send out RGB out, um, and with that RGB out signal, they can actually convert it, and it looks really fucking clean on an HDMI input. Well, there's a company that actually makes what they call a Rad 2X, and it just plugs in the back of your console, and you plug an HDMI cable into your TV. And hmm. it makes all those consoles look fucking awesome. Even the PS1. Like, the PS1 That's actually cool. is... That is really cool. Yeah. I love to play Descent. Or uh, Colony Wars. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yes, dude. There's also... Uh, most consoles on their outputs, it looks like... For the Rad 2X, there's enough voltage put out through the AV ports on most consoles. There's no powering needed to the box because it puts out enough to take it. But the PS1, 
you have to actually hook up a micro USB power cable to it to power it. But really, it works on the PS2. <laughs> and the PS2 has a USB out port on it. So all you have to do is plug... Does it? Yes, it does. Early mm. models or later models? Both. Really? Yeah, PS2 had USB on it. Because I used to play Silent Scope on my PS2 with a mouse. I'm think Maybe it's because mine's a slim, but I don't believe mine has a USB USB port. on it? We'll have to look. And I that's all wrong, I have now, but... too, is a slim. But that's worth... If you've got a fat PS2... And a Rad 2X, you can just hook that up, and you've got the best of both worlds right there. It'll so, output it up to a, a good Star Trek episode, 720p. Or it almost seems like you were saying all the gaming technology had to wait for display technology to catch up, and uh, that's entirely acceptable to, to think of. Actually, yeah, you got to remember too, like <clears throat> these gaming gaming companies. Uh, the best prime example of it, and I've seen it explained on a lot of different channels and a lot of different ways, the waterfall from Sonic the Hedgehog is the best example. If you hook that up to a TV, a normal HD HD TV, it doesn't look like it did on a CRT. It completely takes it away. Hmm. But whenever you hook it up and turn it pr- into its practical form, turn it the way it's supposed to look... The waterfall looks like it originally did. A lot of people complain that it doesn't look like a waterfall anymore on a normal TV. On the old TVs, on the old CRTs. And the reason is because they used to have to basically do... They they knew that nobody was affording a you know a uh-huh. 480p set or anything fancy back then. So they used to have to do some shenanigans to... They had to modify it. Yeah. So basically dumb it down mm-hmm. to make it work on old TVs. Which is... How many games did that? How many games have we not actually seen how they originally looked? I know a lot. I've heard of a lot, that is to say. Uh, but you could even really think of it this way, Josh. If you take Super Mario Bros. 1985 as like the base bitch time where we really started making games, how long did it take us to get to 3D? Six, seven years? It didn't take us long. Even parallaxing on the, the NES mm-hmm. was going on. Of course, it's not full 3D rendering or anything like that, but the optical illusion of 3D has always been there at some facet. Right. Well, I mean, you had Star Fox with uh, the FX chip, and it was supposed to render it in 3D somewhat. It did. Mm-hmm. As a PowerPoint slideshow, as I like to say. <laughs> Even I can't I mean, play still, it. It's too choppy. Oh, okay. Even the Sega Master System had 3D glasses for it. Mm-hmm. And they took... Excuse me. Uh, I'm not exactly for sure. I've never actually played any of them, uh, but Space Harrier was one of the games that it was supposed to do that to. And of course, Space Harrier. <laughs> I think it's about a Harrier in space. What? Actually, there was no space in it. He was usually running along the ground. I still remember playing that game. Yeah, he'd run along the ground, and then you would take off. He had like a big jetpack thing with a blaster on it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And every time you die, he'd stand back up and go, "Get ready." <laughs> and then you take off again. Fucking do a line of coke, he's good to go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Today's going to be a really great day. The sun is shining, blah, blah, blah. I should spend more time with my kids. <laughs> but all, all in all, like if anybody really wants to get down into the nitty gritty of what you can do with an old console, it's out there. Like 
Modern Vintage Gamer, he covers a lot of it. Uh, Retro RGB covers a lot of it. Did you know they're still making CRT TVs? I had a feeling that there, yeah. there's always a niche market for retro stuff. And they're, they're somewhere in the world, those are needed. How much do you think an, a uh, CRT TV costs? I have no idea. Like three grand. I was going to say, you can only drop the price so much before it becomes retro and bounces back to expensive as hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, okay, it's the same thing. Let's think manufacturing. A company is making a seal. They make a rubber seal that fits all these things they need. Oh, I thought he was talking about the aquatic I, I seal. I thought so, too. They right. a fish. Whatever. <laughs> no, you didn't, guys. <laughs> right, because it's not a fish. It's a mammal. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> so, someone orders and like, yeah, we need five of this other kind of seal. So, the company's like... We're not going to spend $230,000 to retool our entire manufacturing mm-hmm. line to make you five of these special. Not going to happen. So I could see where trying to rebuild or trying to build what you could, would consider ancient technology <laughs> would be considerably expensive because you have to retool. Every, everybody's moved on. Everyone's past it. It would be... How hard do you think it would be to... Right now, for you to get up and start getting what you need to play an original floppy of Oregon Trail. That's not a question you want to ask me, because I have no idea. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But if you want to play the new Assassin's Creed, you just go buy it and throw it over a console. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just spent $800. I'm just saying, technology has moved on past that fucking TV. Yeah. So I could see why it would cost $3,000 fucking dollars for something... It's ridiculously silly. That is a bit ridiculous. I could sell my fucking... C- I should sell my CRT. You want my CRT TV, Mark? Does it work? It did two years ago, before I put it on porch. Has it been rained on? No. Probably. Probably not, I mean. I'm worried about moisture and buildup inside of it. That's what I worry about. It's been sitting for a long time. There's a lot of that. <laughs> it may still work, but you never it's know. Also a, it's also one of the uh, flat screen styles, too, right? No, that's the one you gave Trayton. Which I gave back to you. You gave it to mom. Well, that's the one that's on the porch. No, it ain't. The one that's on the porch is a lot like the JVC one that was stuck on game mode. Oh, my old one? Yeah. Yeah, because I was playing Halo, and the only... Dude, the only way to put it on fucking game mode was with the remote. Guess what I lost? Yeah. By lost, (laughs) he means chucked against the fucking wall when he was getting his ass kicked. No, I fucking misplaced it somewhere. (laughs) So, I used that TV for, like, the next five fucking years on, like... I, I know what... What officially is game mode? Game mode usually ups the brightness, and usually, in a in a TV, it usually turns off, like, all the, uh, you know, make the edges softer and, and all that stuff. Usually, if there's any latency issues with the TV, it turns all that stuff off, too. Well, about okay. that... That so, one didn't do it. It went darker in game mode. It made it dark as fuck and up the saturation. So playing Resident Evil Remake was impossible because there were entire hallways so dark you could not see. But don't forget, too, when I had bought that TV, that was a good eight years before the GameCube. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even playing Halo 2 on it was a nightmare because... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Sacred Icon is one of my favorite levels. 
that whole area with the flood is so dark in oh, that game. Oh, I cannot tell you how many times I tried to go... <sighs> Alright, you know the definition of insanity, right? <laughs> Performing a task over and over and over, expecting a different result. Well, that's Einstein's, but yeah. Okay. You know how many fucking times I went through that menu hoping, well, maybe this time I'll find game exactly. mode. Exactly. <laughs> Just praying for a fucking miracle. Because there was a menu button on the TV that we could finagle with, but we couldn't change that fucking setting. There, it wasn't there was an option. There was no way. And I remember specifically on the controller, there was a one fucking button at the bottom. It's like, game mode? <laughs> There's no question mark on it, but that's how I see it. Game mode? There was a button that said game mode, and there were neon warning signs saying, don't lose this fucking remote. <laughs> Glue this to your a-hole <laughs> so you don't lose it. But anyway, no, game mode on that TV made it darker. and then Unbearably dark. And then you add on years of use, mm-hmm. where the electron gun in the back was probably getting worn the fuck out, and then eventually... I think I gave that TV away to somebody. Me. Oh, yeah. So that's and the now it's on the sitting port. on a porch, now the, so. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to hog it to me. Conven- conveniently, this is not that TV. I don't know what no. I did with the old one. Probably a, probably a really expensive coaster somewhere. <laughs> the biggest coaster of all. <laughs> but it's R two D two on Jabba's barge serving drinks. This is my droid R two Baka. Halo. Yes. Did you hear? Have you heard the good word? Fuck off. No, I have not. (laughs) Uh, They have delayed Halo Infinity. I am 100% down for that. Fix the fucking game. Make it work. I mean, I'm down for it too, but... How are you going to launch a console without a console launching game? (laughs) They have Fable. No. No, they don't. No, Fable's (laughs) not ready. Fable's not done... Forts is not done. Really, Forts is not done. No, no. In no. fact, they put all. As far as we could tell, they put all their fucking money behind Halo. And then coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, the way it sounds, they're pushing Forza Horizon Four for the for the Series mm-hmm. X is kind of like, and that's a two year old game now. Mm-hmm. That game didn't come out last year. It came out the year before. That was our last Forza, because there was no Forza this last year. In fact, they released like a Lego pack as far as part of their... Right, I remember that. Wow. Yep. So, Forza... I think it would be 7? Motorsport 7? Or is it 8? I'll have to look that up. But it's just going to be called Forza Motorsport anyway. Is... I don't think we're going to see it until either next year or probably holiday. (sighs) Have they still not said what the price of these things is? Nope. No. Man, they're playing that shit close to the chest. Mark and I were talking about that just the other day, yesterday, I think, because we were going, what are they going to do? If they don't have Halo to launch with, what are they going to do? And we were like, fuck, they're going to have to drop the price. If they want people to buy their console that they don't have games for, they're going to have to make it cheaper. If that's what they do, I probably will get one. On the flip side... If they do just launch it with nothing, I, I don't know. I, I have no clue how that's going to be. I'm not an industry insider. I don't have a little birdie telling me what the price is. But it seems like to me, with everything that's happened in the past with pricing for the consoles, I've always been thinking that they're going to set it for like 500 Well, if they do launch it with nothing and they have to drop it down to like 350 or something, the one thing they have on their side is backwards compatibility. 
Right. Well, and that's what they've been touting. They're like, well, you can play thousands of games. Right. Well, and Mark and I talked about that, too, because, okay, what does PlayStation have? They have the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Okay. X, uh, Microsoft has Xbox, Windows 10 gaming. It's cross-platform. So they and already... Game Pass. And Game Pass. They already have basically a total of three avenues to make sales. PlayStation has... PS5 and PS5. PlayStation Now. Right. And believe me, PS Now selection is not one-tenth as good as Xboxes. What, what if that's why they uh, decided to release Destiny 2 with the uh, Beyond Light expansion for free on Game Pass? Well, if that they announced all that before we knew... We knew that Halo was going to be postponed. The thing is, they can't afford I mean, to drop their price after all this money that's been put into it. So they're going to have to flip a bitch and put something out with it. I think that they can afford to. And the reason that I think they can... Microsoft has always done well. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, even in downtrodden times, still has always come up. Remember the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 was a billion dollar mistake. With the Red Ring of Death. They spent over a billion dollars fixing that issue. And I don't think anybody was like, well, shit, are they going to put out another Xbox after that? <laughs> right. A billion right. dollars. Right. No, not only did they not only did they fix that issue and then release a new Slim model, I mean, right. that, that's they all, made the Xbox One. To be fair, at the time, that's still only like one-sixtieth of what Bill Gates made a year, so... No, I understand that, but... That's Bill Gates. Who's not a part of Microsoft anymore, Right. No, but at the time. Right. You you have to think, too. Like, when a company like Microsoft throws a billion dollars at something, they're not walking away from it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably putting the chips down right. pretty hard. Right. They're, they're fixing it because it needs fixed. And it was worth it. it was, they're not washing their hands of it. it. It did absolutely fantastic. It was definitely, like, the console generation winner of that year. Or that's it. Except for Stuff. yours that dumped its memory twice for no fucking reason. Oh. Do you remember that? Oh, do I remember that? I don't remember what you were playing. There wasn't a power surge. There wasn't a lightning storm. It's like it's like a Thursday night. The first time it was during a Rockstar game. It was either GTA 4 or Red Dead Redemption. I can't remember. And I booted it up and I'm like, wow, it reset my progress. Rockstar games do that to me all the time. Without affecting my other games. I'm like, God damn it, I have to start the whole fucking thing over again. But then I went and tried to play something else. I'm like, why? New game? Why do I have no Resident Evil saves? Right. Why is all my Mortal Kombat accomplishments back down to zero? What the fuck? <clears throat> and then the second time it happened, I wish I could remember what the hell it was. But that one pissed me off twice as bad. Because I had so much shit done. Mm-hmm. I actually, at that point, I was so pissed I started deleting games off my instant, you know, instant play. It was bad. But anyway, I did that to him two fucking times. And that's never happened to me, ever. It happened to Jeffrey at least once. Did he have a slim model, too? No, but he had an external hard drive that it, it wiped all that, too. Fuck. Mm-hmm. The weird thing, too... I cannot remember a console generation ever... Where we they launched a console without something big from first party. Right, a triple A title. Even GameCube, which was kind of slim, still had Luigi's Mansion on day one. Mm-hmm. 
Xbox had Halo. Uh, PS1, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I mean, every console still has their big, their number one. Even PS1 at the time, who had no leg in, who had nothing to, you know, tout, you know, this is this is it, this is our... They had no accomplishments. Exactly. They Fresh off like, the ground. Hey, um, tired of blowing your cartridges out? Use a CD. Right. The next one can play movies. I was did the yeah PS2 started the DVD. Okay. Yep. But still, like ultimately, like I've never seen a console launch that did not include a big, even the Nintendo 64. I heard other people talking about this. This isn't just coming from me, but they had Mario 64. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better fucking launch title than Mario 64. Super Mario World. Super Mario World. Damn good launch title. Super Mario Brothers. Fucking amazing mm-hmm. launch title. I, I would even argue Sonic 1 was pretty good. And see, Altered Beast came out originally for it. Altered Beast, Altered was, a, Beast. was originally a launch title for the Genesis. <clears throat> All 20 minutes of fun you can have with that game. But still, I mean, it was an arcade game that you could play at home. That was mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. I keep forgetting it's a damn arcade game. Yep. That was kind of a, a leap and bound above everything else at the time. It was like... I get to play this at home? That's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Like, I don't honestly have no clue what they can do now to make people want to have that console in their home. In this situation, normally, because this sort of thing has happened before, they will normally have severe crunch time on something. And if it can't be Halo, it will be something else. It probably won't be first party, but they're going to have something... Ready. I was thinking, just spitballing with Mark the other day, they could double down on Game Pass. Like, hey, get the new Xbox. That's what I would suggest they do. Get this game and this game, and get a year free of Game Pass. Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Game Pass is kind of cool. Because you got to get a free year of that. You you get all those games coming in, multiplayer games, single player games. A A lot of them are indie, though. Well, I've been dying to play Ninja Gaiden Black. And even if I could get it on the PS now, it's still Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which is not as good. Oh, okay. The goddamn Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> He's back on the escalator again. <laughs> <laughs> PS5's launch lineup, though, not too shabby, I guess. But not too great, either. Well, the Miles, uh, what is it, Miles Morales version of Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Not a bad game. Um, Bug Snacks, everyone's kind of going nuts over. What is it? It's called Bug Snacks. Okay. It is a first person, I don't know, it's a bug game. <laughs> I can't even explain <laughs> to you. Uh, Astro's Playroom was another one you of the You play launches. as a human bot fly, and you have to lay your larva. You have to catch mosquitoes in flight and lay your eggs on the belly of the mosquito. So when it lands on a human or animal... It'll sense the body heat, and then it falls off, and then burrows into the flesh. They had a game like that in uh, on the original Xbox. No, they didn't. Actually, they did. It was a Buck Bumble. What <laughs> <laughs> about no. no, they didn't. It was a, it was a game where you played a mosquito, and it was bullshit. Fuck! I want a Buck Bumble, at least an HD remake. I would. I'd kill for that. Why, why haven't they put that shit on the fucking uh, uh, Switch? 
Buck Bumble? I don't know. Yes. Probably because the Buck name Bumble. Buck Bumble's only been mentioned on our podcast in the last 10 years by Look, anybody. God damn it. Buck Bumble is a great game. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing game. It's pretty silly. I'm not going to lie. I, I really did enjoy it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I beat that game so many times. You know what game surprises the fuck out of me that is still being played? Rainbow Six oh, Siege. I was going to say Super Seducer, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, uh... Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. <laughs> but Rainbow Six Siege... Like, there's people that were writing up news articles about it being launched on PS5. Uh, I don't know if it's going to come day and date on Xbox or not, but Rainbow Six Siege. Tom it, Clancy's uh, Splinter Cell, what was his name? Sam Fisher, he's coming to it. Um, there's a Is nu- it still Michael Ironside or they replace him yet? I don't know. There's a whole... Okay. There's a new fucking Tom Clancy game coming out, and it's... I don't even know what kind of gameplay it is. There was a fucking trailer, and they went in and they had to save Montang. Really? But it was cartoony. Oh, like I remember what you're talking about now. Uh, I remember what you're talking about. And I, so I was like, so now they're taking my, my fucking Rainbow Six guys, and they're making them Fortnite characters. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a top-down... I don't even know if it's a mobile game or a console game. It looked kind of like in the vein of Overwatch. Right. Um, that is horribly disappointing. We have some good. We have some good clips, some bullshit kills, and some awesome kills from us playing Rainbow well, Six Siege. Having watched you guys play, I can see why it's still a popular game. Like the user interface is a little too much for me, and there's too many characters, but. I, I like what I see. Well, the, the char- gameplay itself is fine. The char- there's so many characters because you can only be you can't have multiples of the character. Mm-hmm. We both can't be Sledge. Sledge has his special power. Guess what it is? One guess. Dynamite. Close enough. <laughs> no, it's a fucking sledgehammer. What? It's, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> I, you couldn't tell, but I could. It's true. So that's why they have such a huge roster of characters. Because you can't have multiples. You can't have a whole fucking team playing as the same character. You have multiple operators. Right. And you also, depending on if you're playing offense or defense, it, you can't pick from the same roster. Well, that that's what I meant by too many characters. Because there's like 30 characters for offense and 30 characters for <laughs> right, defense. Right, right. And they, they, all have, they all mimic each other's powers. Yeah. Because isn't there like an, a defense version of Sledge too? Not really. I mean, that could be argued by anyone who plays it more than we do. <laughs> but, I mean, we played it for a good six months straight every weekend. That's what we played. We playing Siege this weekend? Fuck yeah, we're playing Siege. But, uh... I think the name of that game that we've seen was called Hyperscape. Um, I'm looking it up. But it's made by Ubisoft. Okay. And it's kind of cartoony looking. Yep. All right. And it's and a Mon battle Tang royale. Was in it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Pootie Tang? And Pootie Tang. Sarate. Sipatown. Sipatown, my baby. <laughs> Sipatown. <laughs> that movie's so ridiculous. But, but anyway, yeah, we played that a lot. Um, and they, I feel they did a. I'll give them. 
a B plus or an A minus on character balancing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not the best mm-hmm. because there's a few characters that are kind of OP, but then there's also characters where you get that fucking idiot genius savant who plays that character in a manner that wasn't intended, and you're going, what? And you you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. it. We haven't played in a while, but on the last update, they added a guy who can run through walls. And it's a stun. But they balanced that power by him taking some damage. So he does lose a tad bit of health by running through the wall. But he can also fucking shoulder block a person like if you're coming around the corner he runs into you he can throw your ass on the ground fucking shoulder check bitch. He, yes and you get you take stunt you take damage and a stun and that gives him time to pull his weapon up and shoot you that sounds like a character i would play but because i'm the only person in the world who seemed to make the hologram useful in halo reach so well and then the character because they release characters in pairs with a defense and offense mm-hmm. i forget the character's name but she has like white hair and white eyes she controls a movable hologram. There's there's a couple other characters that make holograms, but they don't move. Hers, you can like you can hunt, uh, hide her in a corner or something, and then she can activate the hologram and run down halls. So then when enemies fire, it will tag their position. So then from your screen, you will see a red arrow, and you're like, oh, they're in that room, they're in that corner. So then you have a few seconds to maybe get the drop on them. But since it's a video game, there's also lag issues. Are people cheating? Is this uh-huh. guy using a mouse and keyboard? Because you can also see their kill cam once they kill you. And you're like, bullshit. He didn't even fucking know I was there. No, 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 no. I'm not. Let me set this controller down because I paid $120 for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yep. I'm not going to. The first n- controller you didn't want to absolutely step on. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to revert. Nope. Not going to revert. Not going to revert. I am Buddha. I am one with the universe. Fuck this guy! Your fucking controller catches fire as soon as you set it down. It's like Zoidberg in the... uh, I was going to say that with the slinky. (laughs) So, there is, in the wild, an Xbox One X slash S controller. And from everything that I've seen of it, it looks legitimate. It looks like a legitimate controller. Yeah, but you said it's in the wild, so who, who? it's anybody's guess. The dude supposedly bought it on OfferUp from somebody else. And OfferUp is kind of like a Craigslist-style mm. deal. But he's got pictures of the box. He's got pictures of the controller. He's got a picture of him opening the box and taking the controller out of it. I don't know. It looks legitimate. It's got the three buttons... It's got the new cross pad on it that that's been everyone's been talking about. Like so, it looks someone legit. stole this fucking controller from storage or a pre shipping position and sold it somewhere where he wouldn't be able to be traced. And now some guy is flashing it all over the internet. Like, look what I got. Well, here's the thing. So everyone's kind of trying to figure out where it came from. And I eventually figure Microsoft will contact him. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're going to make, so where'd you get this? And, but the box itself says Xbox Series X slash S on it. And that's been the thing that everyone's been clamoring about. This is in the rumor mill. So, I mean, you know, this guy could have been clever enough to print this up, but it 
It looks really legit. The controller's got a USB-C port on the top. That's the thing that sells me the most, that he's just not just Fab Day. Right. And he shows it connecting to I the love USB-C. Xbox. Oh my god, I love it so much. Um, so much better than Micro. <sighs> but yeah, people are thinking that it's going to launch at the beginning of November. I don't know. Like mm. we've still we still haven't heard shit yet. All rumor, all speculation, nothing. This reminds me just a little bit. Um I don't I can't quote the source, but from what I understand, unboxing videos are technically illegal. When someone gets it like a new iPhone and they get it on opening day and then they post a video of them on YouTube, they're like Look at the packaging, and they unopen it. Uh, apparently, you're not supposed to post unopening or opening videos. I think for up to a year after the product launches, it's one of those things. Okay, it's kind of like one of them laws. Like uh, on Sundays, you can slap your wife as long as you slap her on the steps of City Hall. One of those kind of laws. It was like written in like 1821, and everyone's like, no, that's ridiculous. We're not going to do that. And you're like, okay, well, let's get it removed from the law books. Oh, shit, I was doing that. That would be way too much effort to have it removed. Let's just <laughs> let's just ignore the law, you know. One let's just be decent human beings. Right, 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 exactly. And let's, let's just pretend that we all know that's wrong. Are we on the same page? That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. But even on the box's fine print, you know, it lists USB-C, Windows 10... I mean, it goes through the whole spiel of listing all the stuff that it's compatible with, even at the top where it says Xbox Series XS, uh, Xbox One, Windows 10, Android, and iOS. You know, I mean, if for some reason it's a dupe, it's a hellacious dupe. Because like I said, it's got that new share button in the middle of it, just like the, you know, the ones that they right. were showing. And it's got that new cross pad on it. And USB-C shows at the top of it. I mean, it's pretty fucking slick. I'm saying if that is a real thing, that guy got... He, he fucked up by putting it all over the internet. But he didn't take it, though. If he bought it from OfferUp and he legitimately did it, I don't think he did. I think I think Microsoft will come at him and say something to him. Maybe. Or. Or. Who I fucking mean, knows? To be fair, they have bigger fish to fry at the moment, so right. who knows. But I think there's a good chance the dude fucked up by... by making it a big deal because that's not something that Microsoft wants out there. If people are getting controllers long before they're supposed to, that's not something they want people to know about. Okay. Let me take a step back. Apparently it is illegal to film yourself opening a new product until 30 days after your purchase. Now that might be, I think that's a YouTube rule. And uh, not a law. Gotcha. So I may have misquoted myself and sounded like a total fucking pretentious asshole. Ugh, it's because you are. This is true? Microsoft is apparently throwing these things in a warehouse if this is true. If this is real, they apparently are getting ready for the game apocalypse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, how many games and movies at certain locations get released a day or two early on accident? Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it happens a lot. But this is clearly... Man, fuck. What was it a couple years ago that got released way early? It was it was pirated. It was a, a pro, it was a game, I think. I know that happened to uh, fucking Resident Evil 6. It got pirated in, like, Poland uh, like six months before it was supposed to, and 
they rained down all kinds of hell upon these these people. Alan Wake did too. Alan Wake was another one. There's been quite a few games that have leaked. Halo Bef- 3 that happened too. Yeah, I remember that too. That guy got banned <laughs> till the year 9999. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to plead the fifth on Halo 3. I th- it's well over. I think you can talk now. Uh, let's look up the statute of limitations on that real quick. I just want to make <laughs> seven years, buddy. Seven years. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh-huh. Oh, I think we're in the clear then. We went over to Ed's and we were playing it. I remember I was there. Yeah. And it was funny too because it was like four days before launch and there was a million people online playing this fucking yeah. game. That used to make me shit bricks i laugh so fucking hard well, that's because it was on news groups back in the day people were file sharing it on news groups I, I mean i get that but i just thought it was hilarious i would only expect to see a few thousand people online uh-huh. but there was a mi- and then what's worse is there's a million people online playing this clearly pirated stolen fucking game and they didn't shut the servers down i i believe that was not a pirated version i'm pretty sure because they they released halo 3 bits of it on a as a beta for certain games, and I think that's what we were doing over there. Ed so was, maybe we were playing an open beta. I think he was playing an open beta. Hmm. Well, then that makes me sound like an asshole, then. Because you are an asshole. I can't I remember. I mean, this is true. What what fucking game was it that Halo 3 was a beta for? I don't know. Because I remember, specifically, they released... Uh, uh, no. High Rise, the map? No, because this was, this was on a burned disc. It was on a burnt disc. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, it was I on... know for sure, certain it was. <laughs> I'm about to say I was like 12 when this went on. So he's like a little. I mean, you know, he could have stopped me and you know cut me off. I'm a hundred. Well, I thought maybe you were talking about something else. No, I do remember. Yeah, because I, I, we played the beta as well. Yeah, I definitely this remember wasn't the beta. Yeah, okay. it was a burnt disc. It was okay. burnt disc. Okay. okay, all right, all right. The reason I know this is because the file sharing between two individuals. One said him and one said me. We got together and both double teamed it and downloaded. He f- downloaded the first like 25 or 50 packs and I downloaded the other 25 and 50 packs. Nice. Because we both had really fast internet for the area. Uh huh. And then we put the packs together and. Okay. Because back then, hell, it took you forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were like, dude, we'll do this and we'll stick all the files on your computer and we'll just rip them apart and. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> All right, well, here's the part where I pull off my mask and reveal that I'm actually a Microsoft agent in disguise. <laughs> I knew it! I knew <laughs> it! Statue of limitations, bitch! <laughs> You're actually six minutes too early. We still have you. You confess to everything. But I bought it. I bought it. I bought it, too. I purchased it. You bought the fucking badass edition with bonus content and a badass I gave, menu. I gave the money to Mark, and Mark's the one that picked it up for me. I Amazon pre-ordered it, and that was back in the day when you Amazon pre-ordered something. You may not get the first wave of it, so it took a while. Nice. Yeah. I used to get so pissed off at that shit. I pre-ordered Halo 2. The game had been out for a week before my copy ever got delivered. Well, I mean, shit hasn't changed that much. Fucking Fallout 76 is proof of that. What made me so mad was, like, they put so much weight on this. Buy this collector's edition steel box... Like it, it's it's limited, you know. You you got to get your collector's edition of it for Halo Two. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So we all pre-ordered it. All of us did. And then I go to Walmart the night after, and there it was sitting on the shelf with the steel box. And I was like, Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Because, see, I was used to shit like Ocarina of Time pre-orders. Ocarina of Time pre-order, you got the gold cartridge, yep, gold and you cartridge. got the lenticular or the fancy yeah, the, box the, art. Yeah, the lithograph. Yeah. Uh, what I, I mean, my personal favorite steel box that I can remember is Doom 3. Yep. Because he lent me that, and it is now a coaster. He, uh, that was a, that was a great fucking deal. You just not got that? No, I got it. It's just, I love how we, we, we keep using it. I know. I that was great. a great fucking deal because you got Doom 3, you got uh, a G4 documentary on Doom, you got the making of Doom 3, you got Dooms 1 and 2 with their own cheat codes and their own brand new secret exits. There was a secret exit in, in that version of Doom that is not in any other version. I heard that G4 was so broke at certain points that they were paying their employees with pizza. I don't doubt that. <laughs> They're coming back. What? G4? Yep. G4's coming back. Maybe they can learn to manage a fucking television station. Well, someone must that. have bought the name. Yeah, there are... I'll look that up. But yeah, I just heard them talking about it on Giant Bomb not too long ago. I really miss X-Play. That was a great yep. show. Uh, it's going to be G4 Network in a multi-year deal. Olivia Munn is actually in talks to join it. Really? Okay. Awesome. Because that's kind of where she got her start yeah, was in yeah. was, uh, Attack of the Show. Yep. That's also where... Fuck, I can't remember her name. Moving on. There's yeah. a really hot chick named Morgan Webb. I liked her. I think that was her name. Now, this chick does YouTube videos now. I can't remember who it is. Uh, Ziggy Azalea? Neither one of those. Ziggy Azalea? No. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's really neat. Olivia Munn, she got her start there or whatever. And then, I mean, it took a while, but started acting. And then, I mean, she was even in, she played Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. She was in Playboy, too. Was she? Mm-hmm. I haven't even. She made a big deal about that. And it, it was, it's not anything that great. I haven't even seen a Playboy in like 25 years. Like I said, she's the one who made a big deal about it. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess if you make a big deal about something, it's a big deal to you. I mean, it Whatever. must be to her. Yeah. As long as she's happy with it, that's cool. But yeah, I've, G4. Of all the things to come back, why G4? Right. right. We have... It's kind of weird, too, because we have unlimited access. And I'm not saying G4 shouldn't. I think it should come back. I think it's great that it's coming back. But I guess maybe it's because the generation that watched that are now adults. The kids and stuff like that that grew up. Yeah, me. They are now adults and they want that again. It's kind of weird. That's how we always come full circle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Transformers and shit. How many fucking Transformers versions of Transformers are could there the now? First, could the full circle thing not be like a self-fulfilling prophecy, kind of? Like, let's look at Lego. All the kids. Awesome. Well, <laughs> everything is awesome. All the kids. I disagree. That growed up. Growed. What am I... <laughs> Been living in Illinois too <laughs> Did, long. Dead, done. <laughs> All the kids that grew up building Legos, and they're like, "Ooh, I made a car and a, a house. Sure would be neat if I had an X-wing <laughs> from Star Wars." So then he grows up and he goes and he gets a job at Lego, and he's like, "Yeah, we need like X-wings and shit, man. We need to get on this. Cause we need to make play sets of that one fight that was in that one movie that one time. Nobody wants." farm animal Legos anymore. It's lame. I don't know. I always thought the knight and castle Legos were kind of cool. I, I enjoyed those. The very few that I got. 
They were expensive as shit, though. Even when we were kids, they were expensive as shit. But I was always that kid who always... Uh, I never used Legos for their intended purpose. I threw the instructions away and immediately started building what looked cool to me. Usually spaceships, sometimes robots. I never followed instructions. I'm not good at it. There are huge communities online of people that make like custom spaceships out of mm-hmm. Legos and then write their own backstories and fan fictions. I love it. That's the sort of shit I, I could have mm-hmm. gotten into back then. The only thing I almost built correctly without instructions was Bionicle, but that's because Bionicle is like... There's only so many pieces. Exactly. <laughs> but you could do some kick-ass shit with Bionicles. Man, I have one Bionicle I still have it in storage, but I liked it because I thought it was really cool looking. But that's the only one I ever bought and put together. But Bionicle really took off. It must. It did. I mean, it had... It's because it had or, a cool art design. Uh, that, and it had one or two different TV shows that kids mm-hmm. were watching... And when the movie so. came out, the movie, what was, uh, The Mask of Light, I think is what it's called. Matt, yeah, something like that. And it was a shit movie, but there's one joke that will never leave me. Because they all have their different elemental powers, and one right. of them is sand, one of them's fire. And he's like, have a sand tornado! <laughs> and I'll add a little fire in there. And it just turns into a giant glass statue, and he's like, ha mixed glass. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid, <laughs> but I will never forget that joke. But it taught kids... About glass? Yes, it sure did. Do you know Trey Parker loves Legos? He would be the one to love Legos. <laughs> he uses them for therapy. Like, they're, he says they're very therapeutic. I don't know about that. That's just me personally. I have nothing against Legos, but it always seemed like every time I had to do a Lego set, it was because Trayton... Uh-huh. wanted the most complicated Lego set ever built by fucking man, and there was no way his ass was going to put together by himself. Nine out of ten times it was an Iron Man set. I th- yeah. think... Uh, I mean, if you build a giant building out of Legos and smash it with a fucking sledgehammer, I imagine that's pretty therapeutic. I I think it was in the... The, uh, the thing that I've seen it from is the Lego brickumentary. <laughs> I've never seen the Lego brickumentary, so don't, don't take me to task for this. But you got to realize, like, a guy like Trey... Has got, you know, well, I mean, he runs a show, him and him and Matt, but, like, his problems are a lot bigger. He's got people that work under him. He's right. got things that he has to take care of. I mean, I assume... He's also got the the media breathing down his neck. Mm-hmm. Parents groups, conservative I, more groups. More than anything, I think it's Comedy Central that causes him trouble. Because they're the so. ones who, they're the filter. They're like, oh, we don't care about what the parents are saying. We don't care... Kids aren't supposed to be watching this show. But right. Like, but you did say some pretty racy shit in that last episode. Right. Yeah, I can see. So that, okay, that would uh, table a question. Why have they not moved from Comedy Central? I think because it's. I don't, that's I'm, kind sure of a, they're, I'm sure they're under some kind of contract. He's, they, he's given a couple reasons as to that, Trey has. Uh, like. They will sign contracts, but they're pretty much from a year-to-year basis. Okay. Just in case, if he finally has enough, mm-hmm. he can say, well, it's, the contract's up in January. Like, or- the first contract was, okay, do seasons one through three, and we'll put that out there. And then after that, if you guys want to leave or whatever, you can. So then they made the movie, and they're like, okay, cool. Well, that made a shit ton of money. Uh, you want to right. do another few few years? But then after like season ten, it was been it's been on a year by year basis, and uh, they just keep renewing because they keep enjoying it. 
And he says that the day they stop enjoying it, that's when they'll stop. Okay. Season finales be damned. <clears throat> or series. Well, that's understandable. I mean, you created it, so... Mm-hmm. That is another thing. They give him complete, total control. Like, yeah, they have to censor things once in a while, but that's about it. So maybe that's why he's stuck with it, because they have a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be different if they had a shitty deal and they were completely under the thumb of Comedy Central. Plus, well, they have Bill Hader working for him now, so what's what's not to love? Bill Hader works for... Bill Hader has written for South Park for, like, half a decade. I didn't know that. I don't know if he does any voice acting, because it all still sounds like Matt and Trey. I love Bill Hader. He's I amazing. I fucking love Bill Hader. He's you should a- see some of the meetings that... They, they filmed some meetings for episodes, and they just have a fucking riot. <laughs> <clears throat> Bill Hader's a funny other. motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. You gotta watch, uh, if you can, get a hold of Barry. Bill Hader's in it, and he plays He's an a, assassin. He plays a hitman who uh, has an existential crisis, and he wants to be an actor. <laughs> it's okay. awesome. Barry's amazing. Barry's a great fucking show. I always loved him in Hot Rod, because yeah. he's just like... <laughs> he is just so fucking deadpan in that movie. And she's like, what? There was a one part where he's he's at like a... Oh, it's kind of like a food stand where you have to walk up to get your food. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a... Oh, like a Sonic. You know, you walk up to order right, your okay, food. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Voltron, your food's ready. <laughs> and he walks up to get it and she goes, uh, why do you call yourself Voltron? He goes, uh, probably because it's badass. <laughs> <laughs> And, and just the way he delivers lines in that movie. Just, I'm going to have to rewatch Hot Rod because it's been a while. It's pretty good. I mean, on the on the flip side, he was in a... I can't remember if he wrote or directed, but he was in the Skeleton Twins. Yeah, him and uh, Kristen Wiig. Yes. And, you know, that's drama, and he does amazing in that. Right. Bill Hader's just amazing. I also loved him as BB-8, just saying. <laughs> I didn't. I was not a fan. I, I critiqued that performance. <laughs> He's he's one of those comedians, actors that just if he's like entertainer, in, yeah, he's yeah he, he's good at pretty much everything he does. If he's in it, I'll show up to at least see him do him. Uh, speaking of that big Scott Pilgrim uh, anniversary thing that I think we touched on last week, that I tell you he is the announcer for everything in that movie. Bill Hader is. Uh huh. Every time there's a K O or really anything, that's him. He's All also right. the narrator for the movie. Hmm. Can't believe I didn't catch that. A long, long time ago in Toronto, Scott Pilgrim was dating a, a high schooler. That's him. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now. Just, just, just for fucking Bill the Hader. whole movie. I really wish he was in more. To be honest, yeah, me too. Well, I mean, he probably does. I imagine if you're that successful of a writer, you're probably pretty busy. And on top of working for South Park now, because they do their shit, you know, close to their chest. They do it every week. They, right. don't, they don't plan a whole season. They have to keep up with current events to mock them. So they do it every six days. They release an episode. <laughs> they have only ever once missed the deadline. That's crazy. You know what's weird? Like, if you look back on the movies from... Even when they were doing basketball? I think basketball came out before South Park. Oh. No, uh, I thought... Well, maybe about the same... Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure basketball came out first. Like, 96 or something. South Park came out in 97. You may be right then, yeah. Well, poop. Wait, he does a Cartman impersonation in it, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It probably he yeah. was probably working on it whenever they. Yeah, they've been working on it. They were working on it since like ninety two, 
they were giving out. It was a Christmas a Christmas card. special. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they were giving that out to executives all over the place, trying to get their show made. And uh, only Comedy Central really seemed to get the humor. Because Com- Cartman gets probed. That right. was that was the official yeah thing, and that's also the only one they ever made that was really made with construction paper. Right. right. Since then, it's all been computer done. Right. Yeah. And then a giant satellite dish came out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nuh-uh, you guys. Uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere and I forgot. Choo-choo. Train of consequences. We need to do a, an episode on the... On Megadeth? Megadeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fucking do an episode on Megadeth. He said train of consequences. Yeah. Uh, be your on, reckoning on the day. South Park movie. I would love... Those are both on euthanasia. Sorry, continue. South Park movies on euthanasia? No. I said reckoning day. Skin of my teeth? No, that's not even on the same album. I, I'm just I'm naming off Megadeth songs. Is that not on there? That's on Countdown to Extinction. Oh, yeah. Skin of My Teeth, I think, is track eight, but I'm probably wrong. I think it's track one. No, not Skin of My Teeth. Yo, Mama. Whatever. Next. Sympathy of Destruction. Anyway, are you guys ready to wrap this podcast up? No. With a condom. Since we went way off the rails again, podcast at GamerDA.com is where you can email us. Please send us emails. We love to hear from people. If you have questions or comments or want to be a part of this thing we call GamerDA. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook at Gamer Discretion Advised. Twitter, GamerDA1. Nailed we're also it. on Facebook at Gamer Discretion Advised. Uh, we're on TikTok, but I don't know how long like it'll be lawful to be on there <laughs> we don't know how long the talk's gonna be a ticking what but no. blow your mind <laughs> butter your bread good eye you guys <laughs>